The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Sometimes you just need a little spiritual guidance to help get your life back together. It can be compared to mosaic art. Many little pieces that come together to form something beautiful. Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Your host is Mosaic Shaman, Christy Ellen. Christy and her guests are here to ensure that your life is just as you deserve it to be. Happy. Now, here's your host, Christy Ellen. Welcome to the Mosaic Gardens. This is Christy Ellen, the Mosaic Shaman. Today, we're going to be talking about making the change. What change could you make that would give you the life you've always wanted? This is the first show of 2017. We're at the beginning of the year. The beginning of the year seems to be the time we make New Year's resolutions. And in making New Year's resolutions, it also means to making some changes in your life and letting go of things that you don't want. Changes falls under serpent, which is the first direction on the medicine wheel. It's also um, the awareness in the first keys of creating an inspiring life. It's an earth sign, the connection to the earth. So we're going to talk about that today, talk about what the changes are and how to make those changes. Um, I went to um, Vegas for Christmas this year. It's new. It was different for me. I've never done that before. I'm not a real big fan of Vegas, um, but I had a really good experience, and I'm going to tell you why that came about. So I... um, was uh, we were doing a Christmas party and we were taking gifts to um, the homeless shelter for a Christmas party with my children. And after we were done, there was this fountain that was going off and Christmas music was playing. And I knew I was going to be spending Christmas alone this year. Everyone in my family had other places to go. And we had created our family party early so that we could um, be able to have that time together. Now, if I had had my old patterns, I might have been upset about that. I might have thought no one wants to be with me at Christmas. There's all kinds of stories that I could have had. But I don't carry those stories anymore. I look at where I'm going and how everything that's stepping me towards that is getting me to where I want to be. So I had a change in thought. I've changed my mind. I've um, learned to control my thoughts and not let them um, dictate my emotions. So I had this idea when I was watching the fountain go off that I should go to Vegas, uh, Las Vegas. And I I thought about the Bellagio and the fountain and the water going off. And then I thought to myself, I don't want to go to Las Vegas. Well, the next morning I got up. um, I was staying with my son. I walked downtown to get a cup of coffee. As I was heading into the coffee shop, a man walked by and he said to me, hey, beautiful woman, we should go to Vegas. So my second thought of Vegas came up. And I thought, that's really strange. And it's a person I didn't even know, a stranger. And then I came out with my coffee, and I'm walking up the street, and I stop at a park bench to sit down and just kind of look around. And I sat on a coin, and when I, I thought it was a silver dollar, and I picked it up, and it was a dollar coin to the Rio in Las Vegas. So I had three signs within 12 hours 
that told me about going to Vegas. And I had been listening on my way up to, to uh, see my son, and, and it's a four-hour drive, and I use my car as an education place. So when I'm traveling, I'm listening to inspirational tapes. And I've been listening to Marianne Williams, who shared a story about a friend of hers who didn't listen to her intuition and how important it was to listen. Um, she knew this person who... Um, was going on a cruise, a singles cruise for Christmas, and had this idea to go to Minnesota and thought, I don't want to go to Minnesota. What will I do there? It'll be cold and it's I don't know anyone. So she did not go to Minnesota, went on the cruise, didn't have a very good time. A lot of things happened that made the cruise not really fun for her. A little over three years later, she was in a medical conference um, and met a man there who asked her out to dinner, Someone, a colleague that they kind of met through a colleague. I went out to dinner, and he shared a story about how he had been in Minnesota that Christmas, and they would have met then. So the message that Marianne was saying is that listen to your intuition. So I've been Marianne. I had the coin. I had a man talking to me about Vegas. I had thoughts of Vegas with the, with the lights and the water show. So I decided that I was going to go to Vegas. Um, I had a girlfriend who puts together a lot of travel things for me, and I'm going to um, Scottsdale here soon. So she called me to tell me about that arrangement, and she said, oh, by the way, if you decide to go to Vegas, I have some free rooms for you. So I ended up going to Vegas and not having to pay for a room. Now, when I told my family about this, they, they after um, the reasons I went to Vegas, they asked me, did you meet somebody there? Did you win a lot of money? No, I did not. I'm going to tell you what happened when I was in Vegas. I, for the first time, I did not feel bad about being alone. I walked around. There were a lot of people. I had some amazing food. I ate alone in really nice, nice restaurants. I went to a couple of shows. I went to see one with Michael Jackson in it, uh, Circus Soleil. It was really great. I watched a show, and as I was watching it, I got so inspired that if these people could do this kind of things with their body because they believed they could, then I could do all sorts of things in my life because I believe I can. Now, I don't want to do the splits or, or do the silks or, or the flips and that, but I have things I want to do in my life. And these people believe they could do that. They don't have any limitations. And I love to dance. So watching the dancers was really impressive. And I, I was so inspired by this show. And um, so I got inspiration. And I was not unhappy about being alone and I started to reflect on just before I went to Las Vegas I was up skiing on the Mesa top with a friend for a couple days we spent two days together for Christmas now I want you to hear I had Christmas celebrations I didn't have them on the day of Christmas with other people but I had Christmas celebrations because I changed my mind about what that meant I didn't have to celebrate Christmas on Christmas I could celebrate whenever I chose and we were up on the Mesa skiing and after um we got done, I started my journey to um, Las Vegas, and I had this inspirational thought that I should go up over the mountain, and I avoided a storm by doing that, and um, as I was coming around the bend, I was going about 35 miles an hour, and the roads were a little icy, and I'm not, I grew up in uh, snow and ice in Park City, Utah, but I haven't driven in it for a while, so I came around the corner going about 30, 35 miles an hour. And I saw a plow plowing the road, and the first thing I did was slam on the brakes. It scared me. And I started to slide. And I heard this thought in my head, take your foot off the brake. And I did. And when I took my foot off the brake, I heard another thought that said, just tap the brake lightly, which is what you do when you hit ice. So I tapped the brake lightly, and the car slowed down. Slowed down enough where I could go around the plow. 
And as I came around the plow and I drove on my way, I came around the bend and I saw this opening where I pulled over to look at the vista. And there were these clouds all over the vista and the trees had that ice on it, that beautiful ice that it gets when it's cold. And, and, and I looked at that beautiful spot and I realized that sometimes in life we need to slide. We need to slide because in this situation, when I slid, I was taken care of. My higher self told me to take that path, told me I would be safe, told me what to do. And when you're going through life and you start to slide, resist the, uh, the, the reflex to slam on the brakes. Because when you do, you'll go out of control. If you could just back up a little bit. Touch the brakes lightly, right, in your life. Just back up and see how that you could slow down to look at it and reevaluate the situation. And so I got this lesson of the importance that it is to know that my higher self is there. Whenever I slid or had problems in life or had to give up things or had addictions that I had to overcome, they were important in my life. They are part of the journey that I got to know that my higher self was there. When I was making these changes, I changed how I perceived Christmas this year, and I had an amazing time. I had fun. I perceived how I saw Las Vegas. I perceived when the day needed to be for that. I perceived what the slide was about differently. I changed the way I thought about these things. And these things actually were able to open up and give me learning experiences. No, I didn't make it find a new relationship, and I didn't make a lot of money in Vegas. But I'm going to tell you what, the information and what I learned from that was more important to me than probably any amount of money. I learned to be with myself and enjoy it. I remember walking back from the show and to the hotel thinking, you know, I can do whatever I want by myself. I can eat in whatever restaurant I want. I can stay out as late as I want. I can go to whatever show. And in my past relationship, I wasn't able to do that. And so where I'm at right now is good, and being with myself is good right now. I'm enjoying this person I'm starting to meet, this person that I'm meeting. I'm liking her. So what I want to talk about that change is if you're not matching up with what you want in your life and what you're getting and your action steps, if they don't match up, you're going to have chaos, and we've talked about this before. So you've got to change one of those things. You either got to go in and change what you want and drop it down to where you're at, or you got to raise up to what you're doing in your life to meet what you want. And you'll get everything you want by doing that. It's an amazing thing, and I can tell you because I've experienced it, and I'm getting all sorts of amazing things happening in my life. I mean, I remember watching The Secret over a dozen years ago and thinking, gosh, I'd love to meet Jack Canfield someday. And now I've been interviewed by him. I've sat in his house. I've eaten dinner with him. I've had conversations with him. His assistant is now going to mentor me and help me create the most amazing year of 2017 ever. She's going to help me write the book, A Woman's Journey Through Fear. It's an amazing story that I started a few years ago that needs to be told and I put it away because I wasn't sure that I was in a position at the time to write that story and I am now. So that'll be coming out in April when I go to the Publicity Summit. I'll have the book A Woman's Journey Through Fear. So be looking at that. Go to christyellen.com. 
christyallen.com and you'll hear you'll see all these things you'll see the the um, healing art tour that we're doing this week we're going to Santa Fe we're doing it all year long healing art tour video tour you'll see information on that you'll see Christy Ellen's um, Dot com. Go to christyallen.com. You'll see my soul coaching packages. Go in and hire me. Hire me to create the most amazing year for you because I've done it in my own life. I know how to do it. I've done it in the life of my clients. I've helped them overcome suicide, divorce, loss of income, starting their lives over, depression. I've helped them create the most amazing lives. I have stories from clients that are now out selling their art and doing these incredible things and their lives have turned around and they're touching the lives of other people and that's what I'm here for. So as we make these changes, it's important to know where you're going and where you're coming from, the awareness to make the changes. When you're doing your changes for the new year, I encourage you to... Do three or four that you know you can accomplish. Those are easier changes. Those are knowing, known changes that you can do. You can put them on your vision board. If you're asking what a vision board is, then go to christyellen.com because it's what I teach all about vision boards. And as part of being um, one of my coach, part of my coaching packages is learning about vision boards. But I want you to put something on that that list uh, that you're changing that's really big. I want you to go for something big. Something you're going to require you to um, enlist other people to help you with. Something incredibly big that's going to make a big difference in your life and the life of those around you. Because that's what you're here to do. You're here to live that big. The big thing for me this year is to create the Mosaic Healing Center. A place where people can come in, um, teach art, experience art, music, dance, all sorts of sculptures, mosaic art, any form of art. And I want to bring people here to learn about that art and bring incredible instructors here to share their gifts. I also want to bring speakers here. They're going to bring inspirational messages to the world to help you share your gifts as well. So that's my big goal, and it requires a lot of other people to help me with that, to become make this the Mosaic Healing Gardens, um, the Mosaic Healing Center. So I want you to go look at christyallen.com. You'll hear all about that. You'll see what's going on in the gardens. Um, sign up for my newsletter there. Um, and hire me to be your life coach this year so I can create the most incredible life for you in 2017 because I'm having it. And I expect it to get better and better as it goes along. So giving up what you do not does not work for you is what you're going to need to do to make changes. What I want to do right now is I'm going to change the format of the show. We're going to have the meditation in the beginning so that we make sure we get it in before the guest comes. I'm running out of time, it seems like, at the end. I'm so interested in the conversation. I have some very interesting guests, and their message is very important as well. But I want to do the meditation. So I want you to take and sit back in your chair. Breathe into the core of your being. Remember, we flex the belly. The belly goes soft with the breath. Bringing that breath in, exhaling deeply, deeply breathing into the belly, dropping into that meditation state, connecting your feet to the earth, connecting deep into the earth, allowing the crown out to open up so that energy of white divine light can come in, and it comes into the heart. 
bringing energy to the middle chakra of the heart, bringing the lower chakra energy up from the earth, bringing the higher chakra energy down from the crown into your heart. Dropping into that heart space, the place where all divine love, creation, and energy resides. In that place, in that place, I want you to invite your guardian to come in and sit with you. And as we sit in this place, I'm going to ask you to open up your first chakra, which is where serpent resides. Now, if you have any aversions to serpents, I want you to put it in a different room. Serpent can be in a different room with the door shut. Serpent is important because it connects us to the earth. This is a gentle, kind, loving serpent that connects you to your earth energy. And if your serpent is all knotted up, and you're looking at serpent and it's all caught up in knots, it's because it doesn't know which direction to go. It's unsure. You might start one way and then go a different way, like chasing your tail. When you're not willing to make those changes to move where you want to, it'll tie serpent up into knots. When serpent is all knotted up, it can't be able to connect to the earth and help you shed what you need to let go of. So we're going to spend a moment talking to serpent. I want you to ask serpent what it is that you could release in your life right now. What is it that you can change? What is the one thing that if you changed would change the whole direction of your life and lead you to where you want to be? Would match you up with what you want and where you're living? It would unknot serpent. You know what that change is. You've heard the message. Serpent is asking you. And in changing that, you can create your serpent to be connected to the earth that grounds you so it can stretch out and it can move forward allowing you to stretch out and move forward now as you look at what that change is I want you to ask the three questions could you make this change is it something you're capable of could you make it would there be others that you'd need to help you with it What would need to be done to make the change? And could it be done? And would you make this change? If you knew that it could change your life, that you could become inspired, that you could live anywhere you want, do anything you want, have the most incredible life, connected to the people that inspire you, if you knew that all your dreams could come true and everything that brings you joy and happiness in your life could be there, would you be willing to make that change? To have the life of your dreams, would you be willing to let go of what's not working and make a change? And when would you be willing to do this if you knew it was going to create the most amazing life for you and those around you? When would you be willing to make that change? Sitting there with your guardian, 
Speak it out loud. Speak what the change is to make. And then tell your guardian and your higher source and yourself when you're going to do this. That saying, if not now, when seems to come to mind right now. When will you make the change? Ask your guardian to tap your third eye and show you what an amazing life you will have with that change. And see serpent as it's all stretched out, touching itself to the ground, shedding its skin, and showing you how to be connected to your energy source from the earth. Serpent is stretched out, sunning, happy, and you are ready to make the changes necessary because now you can see the vision of what your life will be like in 2017, 2018, whatever down the road, this change is going to change everything in your life. With your breath, come back into your body. I invite you now to go to ChristyEllen.com. Hire me to walk the path with you, to show you the way to create the most amazing life ever. I've done it. When you're going to hire a coach, make sure they've done it, that they've gone through it and they're still dealing with it. I still deal with it every day. Changes. If somebody comes up to you and tells you that they've got it all figured out, then they are not being authentic because we, all of us, are humans. And every day we're making changes and every day we're giving up things and going for what we want. And every day we are handling our trials that come up. Make sure that the person you hire has experiences and that they give you individual coaching. You're not a generic person. You don't need a generic coach or generic pattern. There, there are tools to use, but they're all identified for your individual needs. I work with my clients on an individual basis. Each client gets their individual coaching to move them forward. So go to ChristyAllen.com and sign up today for one of my healing packages, for my coaching packages. And I have a seven-day chakra meditation that's coming out. And it will be on the site. It's a it's a ninety nine dollars on sale. It's usually one hundred ninety nine. It's ninety nine dollars for um, this New Year celebration. Go in and sign up and get a seven day meditation opening that will change your life. It'll give you all the clearings you need to make these changes in your life. Go to christyellen.com. So we're going to be talking today about making the change. And of course, like I said, you, you can probably tell that came from um, listening to Michael Jackson's song, Make the Change. It is so important to start with ourselves first when we're making changes. It's so important to move in to the new life by letting go of the old life. And I'm going to be bringing on a guest today, Amy Toy, Ph.D., She is an intuitive counselor, a past life regression therapist, integrated energy therapy practitioner, angelic healer, oracle oracle card reader, oracle reader, psychic medium, Reiki healer, radio show host, and later in her life she discovered through her own life's journey and soul searching that religion is used to bring us closer to ourselves, purpose, and source. (laughs) 
It was during her most profound second near-death experience that she recognized how she was truly surrounded by God's messengers, the angels. From that point forward, she harnessed harnessed her power and enhanced those supernatural gifts and continually expands her knowledge through connecting with the angelic realm. She's made these changes. She's overcome some addictions that we're going to talk about. She's one of those people who's walking the path in an authentic way. She is real, and she works with it every day and overcomes any fears and blocks that get in her way, and she helps her clients do that. I'm very happy to have her. She's going to be on the show with us as soon as we come back from the break. So today, let's work on changing. You get to make the changes in your lives. Something will happen that inspires you to change. It may be as simple as a song on the radio or as drastic as a near-death experience. More than likely, it is all the things in between. For me, it was having a dear friend tell me on her deathbed to go after my dreams and not waste a minute more of my life, and believe me, I did. What is it for you? Could it be that nagging feeling that you have a gift to share with the world, that you wish to see things different in your life? Do you find yourself in situations you now know could be different if you just knew how to change them. So as I said, my guest, Amy Toy, has had just such experience, and she is willing to let go, was not working her life, overcoming her addictions, and she now helps others through the healing process. We're going to take a break, and we're going to come right back, and when we do, we're going to have Amy Toy, PhD, on, and we're going to talk about making those changes. Stay tuned, and welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Thank you. sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. It's time to live an inspired life. Join Christy Allen, the Mosaic Shaman, as she enhances the quality of your life. Healing with art is Christy's focus. At SoulHealerPath.com, if you follow the steps and use the skill that Christy Ellen teaches in Soul Healer's Path Life Coaching, doing your part and taking 100% of the responsibility for your life, changing your life story, then in one year's time, you could be living the inspired life of your dreams. Soul Healer's Path Life Coaching offers four life coaching packages, starting with the Serpent Path, which is all about awareness and letting go of what you do not want to have and embracing what you do. Go to Soul Healer's Path and sign up for a one-month session of Clearing the Light Body. So come and walk the medicine wheel with Christy Ellen. Visit soulhealerpath.com or call 435-260-9598 for a special newcomer's one-month coaching package for just $300. Christy Ellen is an intuitive healer and master creator. Let her guide you to living the life to which you were born to live and go from ordinary to extraordinary. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. This is Welcome to the Mosaic Garden with Christy Ellen. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or you may send an email to healingart.kp at gmail.com. 
Now, back to Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Welcome back to the Mosaic Garden. This is Christy Allen, the Mosaic Shaman. We are talking about making changes today, and my guest is Amy Toy, a very interesting person who has a lot of training in the field of making changes. So welcome to the show, Amy. Thank you, Christy. Thank you for having me today. Great. You know, um, when I was doing the intro, I was reading that that there was a second near-death experience, and we're definitely going to want to talk about that today on the show. But before we get to that point, I would like to talk about, since it's the New Year's, what Uh do you think about New Year's resolutions? I don't usually say resolutions. I say New Year's intentions. And I tell my clients this. I write down, what do you wish to intend for the next year to accomplish? Write it down and put it in a drawer and let it go. Because usually when you pull it out at the end of the year, you've accomplished it. Maybe not the way you thought you did, but it's more about intentions, what you intend for the new year. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot better. Because New Year's resolutions always, that word itself just kind of means to me failure right from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, so, I know, right? You're going to fail yeah. from, you know, January 2nd, <laughs> I go to the gym and I'm going to be like bored or something, you know? Uh, yeah. No, I just say New Year's intentions. Someone taught me that years ago, and I've done it for 20 years, and it's worked every time, just the intentions of writing it down. Great. Yes, because... Um, Resolutions kind of goes along with the word "try" for me. If you if you ever go out and you say, "I'm going to try to do this," you're you're never going to do. It's not going to happen. I mean, I mean, try to make things happen and see what happens, right? Yeah, let's intend. Let's. It's about intentions. That's yes, all. And it, you know, and I'm not hard on myself anymore. I don't do the New Year's resolutions. I just, like I said, do the intentions. I have is- good intentions, and if I don't make it, I. But the list I've always made always comes true. So I have faith in the universe. I just intend it. They just take care of it. What does that word intention mean? To me, it is something like a goal I wish to accomplish. And it's not a resolution. It's like I intend maybe to um, be more in my spiritual practices. Maybe I intend to write a book, which I'm working on. I intend to take care better and better care of myself. Like this year, I'm like, I had to drink more water and eat a little healthier. You know, little by little. I like that I I do that with small steps, Uh, especially if you're going to, like, you know, if you're going to lose 40 pounds, that's a big goal. Why don't you just take the goal and put, like, I intend to drink more water. I intend to take care of self-care, too. I wrote that on my list. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I wrote that on my list this year. So that's intentions. And if I fail, I'm not hard on myself because I am human. Oh, that's the important part, the part about being human and being real and being authentic. I've been learning a lot of lessons about that lately. Um, I know uh, about a dozen years ago, I was trying so hard to be perfect. Um, And now I just enjoy my life. And I realize that in my imperfection is all my perfection comes from that. Exactly. And also because I've been in the 12-step programs, uh, we used to say there's the slogans, progress, not perfection. And I learned that a long time ago. Progress, not perfection. It's how much I'm progressing today. I can't be perfect, so I will, be, I will just make progress towards that. Wonderful. You know, um, so what are the, some of the progresses and changes that you're making right now? You just named a couple. What, what are you going to be um, moving forward out, uh, into for the- I, I, for me, I just want to meditate more, uh, be more with source energy, commune with God more. I know it sounds crazy, but 
I feel for me it's just being more, like you said, authentic, real. Years ago, I couldn't speak my voice or speak my truth because of how I was raised. But recently, I'm speaking my truth more, and I don't care. (laughs) I really don't care what people (laughs) think anymore because it's my truth. And I can't be worrying about what other people think or do. So that's another thing that I've been working towards. And it's become very natural. Uh, Just becoming a better person overall and helping my clients with the experiences that I've gone through. That is what I'm here to do. I'm here to help others with my experience. What are some of those experiences you have gone through? Well, a couple of different things. I grew up in a very, every, like all of us, we've grown in dis, up in dysfunctional households. Learning how to undo the dysfunction, unlearning, relearning, and unlearning. And that's what I mean by that is unlearning all the stuff that I was brought up in, but also looking at it from a different perspective. Now, I grew up with alcoholism. That's a big thing. Addictions, I was surrounded by it. Dysfunction, I was surrounded by it. Abuse, I was surrounded by it. I think as I'm getting older, I'm unlearning all that stuff and relearning how to live a God-driven life. And how are you doing that? Daily practice of meditation, prayer. Prayer is very important to me. Research. Um, I went through a lot of therapy, a lot of talking, a lot of just undoing. And one of the main things I've done is um, admitted my own addictions that I had seven years ago to alcoholism. Wow, that's um, that's a big step. When yeah. you bring out, um, when you bring it out of the dark, uh, like I was saying, even to say that there's something you want to change, when you can declare it. It no longer has the shadow of power anymore. It comes out in the light, and then it can be managed. Do you know how much, when you are trying to cover up something, how much work and effort and pain and suffering you have to do? You have to uh, go through to to cover that up. When I was in my drinking days, heavily drinking, I had to, I had to really cover things up. I mean, I was lying not only to myself but all those around me. And when I finally became, they call it sobriety date, December 13th of 2009 is my sobriety date. When I look back at that journey of that year of 2009 and how many times, I call it God hitting you upside the head with a two-by-four, trying to get my attention by saying, you're an alcoholic, Amy, you're an alcoholic, you're an alcoholic, you've got to make these changes. And when I woke up that morning on December 13th of 2009, and I looked at myself in the mirror, and it wasn't like I hit a rock bottom. It was just a combination of things. I had to look at myself and say, I don't like the person I'm, I'm looking at. I didn't even recognize her because yeah. of what uh, what I had gone through. And, then, and I remember that day I went to my first 12-step meeting. I admitted I was an alcoholic. That was the most freeing truth that I gave to myself, that I had a problem with alcohol, but I wanted to do something about it because I think you cross a line when you have to make a change like that, that you can't go back. You have to go forward. You know in your soul you're not living your authentic life, so you have to move forward, and that's what I felt at that time. I had to move forward in my life. Otherwise, I could have wound up dead. I think I was going to that place. I was consuming so much alcohol and killing myself. Yeah, growing up, um, I also grew up in uh, in addictions. My my father wasn't an alcoholic. My grandfather was. My aunts were. My dad was what you call a dry drunk. He had mm-hmm. all the the uh, yeah the behavior of an alcoholic. He would go into rage, unpredictable rage, whenever 
Um, you just never knew when it was going to happen. Um, I remember as a child seeing my aunt um, get up, get drunk and get up on the table at her daughter's wedding and strip. And I grew up thinking this was natural behavior. This was normal, that everybody's family behaved this yeah. way. And uh, yeah. it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. But I, but I remember coming when I was growing up and seeing my mom and dad fight. And they both drank, heavy drinkers. Um, my father especially, and my mom did too, to keep up with him, I feel, during their marriage from what I observed. And I would think to myself, there's something not right here. There's something not right. And as I got older and I started, I was, um, I always communed with the angels and God, and I knew something was off with the family. And I felt like I didn't belong. Even back then, I knew I didn't belong. And there was something different about me. I knew that the life that they had was very, I don't know, it was just awful. <laughs> it was just an awful relationship they went through. And I think I'm grateful for that experience because it taught me not how not to be. And if we can use those experiences to learn how not to be. So when I started becoming into my own um, addictive behaviors back then, um, I, I started turning my dad to you. were mentioning about the rages. I was like my dad. I used to just become angry and go off the handle over little stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. And... It was that last year of that, like I said, 2009, that I saw that. And I'm like, oh, my God, you know, I'm turning to my dad. And it it was just like, I don't want to be like this. I don't want to live the life they did. I I knew I had a better purpose. And I always knew I had a a purpose in life, which was to help people. Maybe it was through my experiences. And now I'm coming to realize that. Yeah, I think our experiences do come along to help us have... um, at least understanding and compassion for for others because we've been there and, and been through that. Um, I, I got into a, a relationship that was similar to the one I grew up in, and it's only been the last, honestly, the last four or five months that I've stopped defending that relationship and started realizing that a lot of things that went on that relationship just weren't right. And mm-hmm. in order for me to be able to help others, and, and this part part of writing that book, um, mm-hmm. is to be able to understand that I don't have anger or hatred towards the person I was married to, but the things that went on were not okay. They weren't normal and they weren't acceptable behavior and they're not what I want in a new relationship. Did you come to any of that understanding as well in your life? Oh, yes. My last relationship too, actually my marriage and a relationship I got out of actually in September. He was alcoholic and he still does not believe he's alcoholic. We've tried to help him, his family and I. And I saw there was some patterns here, and I, but I kept, I was becoming aware of it. In fact, um, one time I was going to see him, and I was mad at myself because I'm thinking, why am I doing this to myself? I'm reenacting my parents' marriage. And that's what I came to the conclusion one day. And finally I said, you know what, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to break the cycle. I think those of us who are on this earth now and who have grown up in these kind of dysfunctional households and repeated these patterns are here to uh, break the patterns. I feel I'm here to break the, the, the cycle in my family. I think it goes back way back in generations. I've heard it's ten generations this, this goes back, this alcoholism and these, these addictions and the abuse and, you know, everything else. And I want, I'm here to break that pattern and, and saying no to that relationship, which I love the man dearly, but we just, we're not on the same plane. It's hard. You have to say no in order for the universe to say yes to you. Oh, that's important. Please say that again, because that, that is so yeah, good right there. 
You have to say no in order for the universe to say yes to you because you are meant for better things. You and I are meant for better things. Our listeners are meant for better things. They're listening to this show for a reason. They've been drawn to this show for a reason because they know in their intuition and their God-like source, because I think we're all peace of God, you know, we're a spark of God, that they know that they're meant for better things. And maybe the year of 2017 and beyond, we're all meant to have better things and raise our consciousness for, for ourselves and for our planet and humanity. I just had an experience where um, when I was at the uni- at this universal meeting in, in Philadelphia, uh, there were three or four women and we were sitting around talking and a couple of us were having the same experience with a relationship that was like, well, they were saying 99%. I'm not going to say mine was 99%. I wouldn't say it's like 80% of almost what we wanted. And they were saying, you know, there was a woman in the group who had actually met the person five years ago that was the 100%. It, it just it, she has an amazing relationship, and she was listening to us talk about defending this relationship. Well, it's almost everything we want, except well, mine was the guy wasn't showing up. <laughs> he, he didn't really uh, want to be in the relationship, right? So, but I was yeah. like, oh, but it's so close, and everything's so good, except he doesn't show up. And she turned to us and she said, "Don't you want the hundred percent? Don't ever settle for the ninety nine point nine." And I went and looked and went, God, I was almost ready to settle for the 80%. And that's, what, that's when we see those changes, right? Those patterns that we get okay. to be aware of and say, oh, I'm headed for that pattern. How do you change those patterns, Amy? I feel is saying no. Now, when I'm dating, I, I have dated, you know, gone on dates, done things. And if the guy does not fit my criteria, which is I don't want a smoker, I don't want a drinker, and I don't want anybody that does drugs. Those okay. are my three type things. If they do smoking, I say, no, I'm out of here. Uh, if they start acting in a certain way, I say, no, I'm out of here. It is saying no to what you're not going to settle for because the universe will say yes to the 100% that you want in your life. That is how I became. It's also becoming aware of what you want. First of all, you've got to figure out what you want. Some people are like, I don't know, I want to be in a relationship. Well, what do you want in a relationship? What do you want to change? Look back <laughs> at your history and change it. Because, you know, I have clients, you know, I work with clients on a daily basis. Well, I'm sick of this guy. He's not doing this. I said, so you don't want this guy. What do you want in a relationship then? Do you know people don't even know what the heck they want in a, in a guy or um, a female? Yeah, I, yeah like, that's true. I'm like, are you kidding me? I mean, you've got to really think about what you want, first of all, what you desire. The negotiables. What are, what are the deal breakers? What are, the, what are you willing to, you know, um, I don't know, negotiate on? If, you know, I have cats. I mean, the guy's got to love my cats. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, I, yeah. he's, so he's got to have making... a well-paying job. Yeah, spiritual. I mean, those are the basics yeah. for me, you know. Some people yeah. are like, oh, really? Yeah. So make that are, list. Yeah, make yeah, that make, list of what you want. Exactly. Get, get and, clear. And ask get, for it and, and, and expect it to come. And mm-hmm. and I agree with the saying no. I do totally believe that my saying no to this last relationship that showed up mm-hmm. opened the doors for me to be able to go to Jack Canfield and have this new opportunity to write this book that's that's been coming about and all the, the amazing things that have come in my life since I said no, I, you know, I, I think you should say hell no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Hell no, and shut that door. I know. You know I've been saying that a lot lately. Not doing this again. 
You know the result because you keep getting that result. If you're if you're staying in the same thing, you're going to get the same result. So let's go for a different one. Shut the door and say, "Hell no, not this time." <laughs> exactly. You know, and um, sometimes I think there's a person that comes into our life lives to show us what we don't want to. And I think that's what with the with the, uh, the guy that I broke up in September with. It's everything I didn't want, and I had not been. Well, let me go. Let me backtrack a little bit. I had been. I found my. I was in my last year of active drinking and my first year of sobriety in my marriage. So he was really my first relationship. You know, six years sober at the time. So I'm learning real fast here. <laughs> you know, it's like when you become when you live a life of sobriety and a life of spirituality, things are different to you. Um, perspective is different. You want better in your life after you make a big change like that. You want better in your life. Of course, I didn't have it for a while, but I, I want better in my life. I don't want the garbage that I've been taking. I want the best of the best that the universe has in you know store for me. Wonderful, wonderful. That's that's the changing the patterns and making the changes. You talked a minute ago about generational changes. I'm seeing yes. so much of that going on. Generational work that. When you change yourself, it affects everyone around you. So talk a little bit about generational changing. Well, my generational changing is a bit different than maybe not. Um, When I was making these changes, being in recovery and starting to see the patterns in my family of origin, mother, father, sisters, I have two half-sisters, they didn't like that too much. When we're changing around, when we're making those changes individually, there's some of, in our family and our friends, that don't like those changes, especially uh, my parents. Well, my dad did. You know, he has passed away since 2013. But my mother has not liked the changes I've made, the generational thing. Well, why aren't you doing what I want you to do? Why aren't you being the doormat? I used to be Miss Doormat. I used to have it on my forehead and all over my body. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're trying to make those changes and you're setting boundaries, no, 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 people don't like that. And when you don't jump when they say how high... They don't like that. So I've unfortunately, after many years of therapy, spiritual energy work, uh, I've had to distance myself from my family of origin because they have not accepted me. They don't like me. I'm the rebel. Speak the truth. That brings up a a question, too. Do you have to change the people you hang out with when you're changing patterns? Oh, yes. Oh, especially, Mm -hmm. let's go to the basics of, let's say, addictions. Let's say you're alcoholic, drug addict, or whatever. You cannot go back to the people, places, and things. That will trigger you. You have to change everything in your life. If you're going to make these changes, you have to make them, and you can't look back at it. You have to be very serious because sometimes this means your life or death. You could die of an alcohol uh, poisoning overdose, or you could die of a drug overdose. Um, You have to make those changes. Um, They used to say in the 12-step, avoid wet people, places, and things. So that means anything. Don't go near your old haunts. Don't associate with the people who used to be your friends. Just don't go near there. I mean, I remember the first time that I, I went to a 12-step meeting, and they told me, don't go by the liquor store that you used to go to. I had to go the long way around because I knew if I went around that, I would, I would automatically stop in that parking lot and go and get that wine. Yes, you have to make the changes. Well, I, I just heard recently that um, who you are and, who, and who, you, who you are right now mm-hmm. will, Three-fourths of the people you hang out with will reflect who you are right now. 
So it's a really important to look at. And even, um, you know, I, I deal with, I go to ACA, Children of Adult Alcoholics, and I have addictive behaviors. They don't have me alcoholism. They happen to be getting in crappy relationships that just don't serve me, you know, and the need for that. So um, it's a really good program. And you, and, and I realized that I had to really take an inventory of who I was hanging out with if I wanted to move forward and become an inspirational person. I couldn't even hang out at the bar dancing with people that these young, these young that are doing drugs and, and alcohol. Even though I'm not doing that, it was reflecting on everything that I was putting out of who I wanted to be. So that, that changing. You actually shared something with me when we were talking about a different kind of program you put together for um, alcoholism recovery, AA. Well, it's, I didn't start it. You mean Women for Sobriety? I love that yeah. program. Okay. I love that program. Yes, I'm going to plug them because after I was in the 12-step program for 14 months, and I had even been into another 12-step program uh, for um, ACOA like you talked about. I was in that for 10, for 10, 15 years. There's another program called Women for Sobriety. It's a wonderful program. It's a program just for women. It's an online program, so you don't have to go to meetings. They do have some face-to-face meetings, but they're kind of a smaller program more than the other other program of Alcoholics Anonymous. And what's amazing about this program is it's a it's a very spiritual pro. It's spiritual. It's all encompassing. Um, it's they use the thirteen statements. You know how important, Christy, the I am statements are. Oh yes. I, Yes. Well, they use that. I am a capable, compassionate, um, competent woman. I am yeah. a capable, competent, compassionate, caring woman, the four C's. These are 13 statements that help you become a better woman, empower women, especially with the disease of alcoholism, because I, my belief is that women have a different need than men do. That's just been my experience. That's my perspective. And this program, they have online meetings, they have chats, forums. Um, it's wonderful. You can post on uh, online, and somebody will help you. If you need to go in the chat, there's support there. They call it sober support. Women just like you can rally around you and support you. And I learned so much about myself. Going, I went to the face-to-face meetings when I, when I lived up in New York. I learned what my triggers were. I found out who I was. It, it was amazing. It helped me so much to find out what made me tick. Because as an alcoholic woman, I didn't know what made me tick. I just knew I was sick. And I didn't know why. And I found out so much about myself through this program. So Women for mm-hmm. Sobriety is awesome. Yeah. Women for Sobriety, good. Um, you, um, you talked about ways you become closer to yourself, and that sounds like one of them. Is there another, a couple others you could share with us that you can become? Yes. Because you found ways to become closer to yourself. It, it seems like yes. that you found yourself and you like her. I do. I really love her. She's a great lady. I didn't know what? that growing up. <laughs> uh, I, you know, another thing that I encourage women is journaling. Just journal. What, you know, what, just about your day. It's private. You can get a notebook at Walmart for 50 cents or 97 cents or whatever it is. Get a pen. Start writing out things. Start writing out what you like, what I don't like. Sometimes it's just, well, I get up in the morning and I like coffee. Okay, great. You love coffee. Cool. You know, some women um, don't know what they like. It's like they always had a man or a parent or authority figure tell them what they like. I mean, find out those things. Start. A, I love. You know, another thing is gratitude. Finding what you what you're grateful about, even if it's getting up in the morning. 
I don't care. I'm grateful I live in Florida now. You know, creating the life you want. Sometimes you have to start off small to get to the larger things. It took me a long time to get to, get to that point. Uh, like I said, prayer, energy work. Oh, my God, I love doing energy work. I did that. I went to an energy healer, and she helped me to find, she talked to me, and we just, different things in my life to work on, different issues that would come up. And I would be like, wow, I didn't know that was an issue. Like, you're talking about crappy relationships. I didn't know my ex-husband. He was such a liar. (laughs) I didn't know he was such a liar. And I found out that because we, you know, we worked on those issues. I mean, like I said, prayer to me is very important. Journaling, just a gratitude list. Five things can you find out in your day that help you. Uh, Wonderful. You know, therapy. I mean, everything. Do it. We're we're coming... We, gosh, we could go on forever. We didn't even get to the near-death experience. We're down to the last three minutes. But I wanted to, you, you're speaking your truth. I so appreciate that, that you come out and speak your truth. How do you take that and help others? What, what is it you're sharing with the world and your purpose? My purpose is that what I've been through maybe can be a benefit to others. And I have gifts, too. I mean, very, I've been very intuitive all my life, and I'm a healer. And those are the gifts that I'm here. But sometimes people are sent to me that have similar experiences there I had gone through years ago. And I'm here to guide them and help them. I'm here to say, hey, it's okay you're going through that experience. It's going to make you a better person. It's going to make you a stronger person. I love the work I do because I am working with, I feel like God is my employer and I'm working and doing my purpose because of him. Wonderful. Is um, is there some place that you can go and listen to you tell about your near-death experiences and and different stories that you're sharing? I I believe you have a blog, right? Can you share that with them? Yes, I have a blog, but I also have a show on uh, Blog Talk Radio called Intuitive Insights with Amy Toy. Um, BBS Radio may have my old shows of Angel Answers on. Can you say those just a little bit slower so my listeners can get that? Okay, sure. Blog Talk Radio. Intuitive answer, intuitive insights with Amy Toy. Just Google my name, Amy Toy. I mean, it's real simple. Yeah. Um, yes, I have a Facebook page, uh, Intuitive Insights with Amy Toy, BBSRadio.com. Was there's the old shows of Angel Answers. Um, I'm starting another show, which is still in the works. I can't really say because it's still kind of new. Um, but just look me up, Amy Toy. You'll find me. Wonderful. And I get to be a guest on your show here soon. Yes, right? you will. Yes, January 25th. I believe you're going to be on yeah. late at night. Yeah, 9 p.m. So uh, we'll now. get to talk again. It will be lots of fun. And and I, I apologize that we didn't get more time to talk about your near-death experience, but you shared so much about addiction and everything that's going to help so many people. Thank you, Amy, so much for sharing that. Thank you for having me on, Christy. Take care. Thank well, you. Well, and yeah, continue to speak your truth because we need people out there doing that. Definitely. So, I look forward to talking to you again, and um, you can go and listen to Amy on her sites. Just go to Amy Toy and look her up. She's got a lot of great information to help you move forward with um, changing your life. So thank you again, Amy. We're going to um, be closing now, and I want to thank you so much for listening. I want to thank you for all the support you've given me over the last year here on the radio and this new year, 2017. should be an amazing adventure for us all. Remember to go to christyellen.com 
K-R-I-S-T-I-E-L-L-E-N.com. It'll take you to the Soul Healers Path website. It'll take you to uh, the questionnaire and then give me your email. Believe in your possibilities. Create beautiful art with life-shattered pieces. That's what we're here for. I want to thank you again for listening, everything that you do here, and um, with me in the gardens, and we are creating a better world. Now we'll stay until we talk again. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Christy Ellen hopes that you will join her on another journey next Tuesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.